welcome to episode six of Back the Girls podcast. My name is Philippa Tatia and alongside me are two stunners, Gemma Hallett. Stunner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori Harries. Thank you. You can tell this is a podcast and not a TV show because we're not stunning at all. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> On today's episode, we have been answering all of your questions. You have been getting in touch, so we are going to try and answer as many as we can. Find out who our favourite Welsh player ever is. We also name the most talked about player in the world right now. We've got some really exciting elite pathway news in Wales. Yes, breaking news. And we also have the fixtures and the results from the weekend and round it all up with a cheeky pub quiz. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and welcome to episode six of Back the Girls. Lori has got a record-breaking bun on the top of her head. She seriously it's Thursday has. night. She's given up. Yeah. And did I'll you wash guys, my hair until tomorrow. Did you guys watch Bake Off last night? Because there was the, like, gravity-defying cake section. No, you don't watch Bake Off. <laughs> no, I don't need to. I can see Lori's bun. I love Bake Off. Well, literally, I've, I feel like you've taken the gravity-defying bun <laughs> challenge. It's got some serious <laughs> lift on it. Bake Off in sport. okay so how are we all what have we all been up to since the last pod lots been going on i think i've got to that age now in my life where (laughs) i can't do anything unless i've had like a decent 12 hour sleep i'm knackered (laughs) (laughs) i can't say that i've done much either i think uh, because we went out to watch the rugby on sunday i feel like i have another weekend and how was the rugby sunday Ooh, it was uh, it was good for Tumble. They racked up a scoreline of ninety two nil against the Pembroke Panthers. Oh, Mister Halfbeg! Like credit where credits due. They didn't give up. They kept coming, and the referee actually played about twenty minutes over the eighty as well. <laughs> so it was like an hour of being smashed. Wow! But they kept coming. So fair play to them. Wow. What, referee was just on one? Lost his watch? Yeah. I, I think he must have stopped it at one point and forgot to put it back on. <laughs> and played it cool and, and you know, <laughs> never mentioned it. Um, nothing much been going on there. I've been super busy with work. I've been kind of headhunted for a couple of roles, so I've been mega busy. But nice. the person who has got the most news is Phil, right? Tell us all about this photo shoot, you superstar. <laughs> um well, which one actually? Because I've I've done two. Oh. Oh. The one, uh, oh. the one I particularly liked is the one where you're, you know, gazing into the distance <laughs> and fully professional. Oh. I was like, what is this? What looking at doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I do hate they it. Made a makeup to Cameron. Oh, hey, easy now. <laughs> yeah, they they do that whole. Can you just look beyond me? Just just look over there and just just look natural. I'm like, well. What? <laughs> but thanks, yeah, I think I pulled it off. Not too cheesy. Uh, let's be honest, yeah, Gemma. She probably took a catalogue of headshots, didn't she? And she's like, which, 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 which look do you want me to uh, pull off yeah. here? I'm a pro. Do you want me to no. pull, pull off the distant gaze? I can do a blue steel, do a pretty good blue steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
I can see oh, that. I've got action shot. I've got the uh, background of a helicopter dive or something like that. I like her hand on hip when she's standing on the side of a pitch. <laughs> yeah. And the twirl of a rugby ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's Are a good idea. Jeez, no, I just took my photographer. Um, so that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was really cool, actually. That was for the launch of the new and exciting United Rugby Championship. So formerly known as the Pro 14, now has four new South African teams and uh, rebranded, re- new name. Uh, Scrum 5 is back on a Friday night, which is really cool. So they're going to be uh, covering the Welsh regionals uh, whenever there's a game on a Friday and I've got my and you're officially part of the team I'm officially part of the uh, United Rugby Championship Premier TV team so Premier TV cover all the games you what sorry did Laurie get asked to do this yeah I got asked but I had to turn them down I was too busy milking And you're knackered by Sunday, so no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, they needed someone fresh. And seeing she has her own busload of hair and makeup, Phil was the body, wasn't she? <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, yeah, it was really cool actually in Cardiff Castle, which I haven't been into mm. for ages. And it's stunning. It's absolutely beautiful, that place. Um, so yeah, that was for the launch. Uh, I will be joining Scrum 5 at some point as well. Um, but I'm starting off this weekend with, uh, with Premier TV for Osprey's Dragons on Sunday. So first round, local derby, uh, should be a good game. We know oh, well uh, you like Phil. your predictions, Phil, so who's winning that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing as I'm on a winning run of uh, <laughs> 0% right so far, I would say Ospreys. I think they have slightly better players on paper, but just finished the season um, slightly stronger. So I'm going to back Ospreys. But hey, who knows? Exciting new season, all up for grabs. Good um, shout. I'm going to go down the betting office and put a tenner on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually look at what the odds are before my prediction, and then the others will go yeah. Oh, You're going to be done for Max Fixer now. Yeah, yeah. So my weekend, that was before the the photo shoot, um, was covering the World Cup qualifiers. Obviously, round two. We're going to get into like the nitty gritty of the games and the scores and stuff. But commentating on the game, you guys have both done commentary, right? Yeah, that yeah. was a disaster as well. <laughs> so you know, you know how well the lead commentator leads the commentary they are the person that welcomes the team reads out the team sheet goes player by player play by play and you come in and and they say add the color so the slow-mos any law infringements try scored i lost my lead commentator actually i didn't lose him he lost himself his wi-fi was (laughs) poop and didn't get it fixed he said that he was in a place with good wi-fi and he was not and he disappeared and I commentated on both games for at least 30 minutes on my own. You went solo. Oh, Phil. Oh, my days. Honestly, my heart, I was seriously, I was having palpitations. It was so stressful. And it's on like, um, like a Zoom situation like this. So I can see him, but obviously his, his audio isn't coming through. And then at one point he just disappeared. He was just gone. I was like, oh my God, he's actually gone. I'm doing this whole game on my own. Oh, oh no, you feel. But then again, you could have brought out your multiple personalities then. <laughs> <laughs> I could have slipped into like heavy Australian and then back to yeah. me. 
then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right <laughs> <laughs> she waves her those pink boots in tow so you know oh, dress up God. to be in character yeah yeah oh bless you phil comms is hard it is hard. i have obviously only ever done second comms where you come in right break and play and like you said add some color add some meat to the to what's going on but yeah it's it's so hard because you're constantly worried about what you're saying and you're not over saying stuff. Yes. But sometimes you just end up with a massive pause for ages because yes. you're like, how long ago did I speak? Oh my God, I better say something. Yeah. But then I, I had to like, be yeah. like, right, Lee Com speaks all the time, but you don't give any real detail. It's like, you know, you just, sometimes you even just say surnames, you know? Yeah. So like with, mm. the, with the scrum half or something, you just say surname in regards to them picking up the ball or forward carry or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that was, uh, it was challenging. Um, came off that, had a very large glass of wine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in regards to like commentary, that's, that's probably one of the worst things that can happen. Um, aside from, I guess, you know, losing your notes or something. But I think done that now, big tick in the box, chapter, move forward. Hey, you're a problem solver. Problem solver. Yeah, we got through it. But my apologies to anyone who was watching that game and <laughs> felt that the comms are a bit disjointed. Um, I was pooping myself. So hopefully... Was that in the Scotland and Spain game? It was in both. Both games. We had both ah. games in both games. Um, but needless to say, uh, it has been rectified. There is a different lead commentator for the next round. Oh, got it on. What, is that the sack? Yeah. No, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, that's a bit right. For round three. So all to play for there. But like I say, we'll get into that later. Anyway. So we yeah. actually watched it. We watched that game and I was trying to get my nan to listen to the commentary and I was like, that's Phil. That's my mate Phil. And she's looking, which number? Which number? And I, no, nan, the voice. Listen to the voice. The referee. Oh, forget it, Jim. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, I tell you what did happen this week. Some great news on the back of episode five. Do you remember in episode five where Lori came up with this mega idea? Like, oh, we need yeah. to add some. And she <laughs> used the uh, It's Coming Home as an example. Well, on Twitter, our account reached out to Bronwyn. She's only bloody replied. <laughs> no way! Yeah, Lori, how did that feel? I couldn't get over it. I still can't get over it. <laughs> I'd like as soon as I seen it, my my palms went sweaty and well, I've been smiling like a real goat ever since. It's like ridiculous, isn't it? Look at me getting starstruck. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you messaged her back? Of course, yeah. We jumped, we slid straight in the DMs. Oh my goodness! Yeah. She got back to us and she said that this is brilliant. Let's take it to the DMs or something like that. So I think we might have a you know a Christmas number one. In the making, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had Lowry's on lead and um, on lyrics, so you know, nice. songwriter about yeah, this. Yeah. No, we want this to go viral. I don't <laughs> want to like, you know, fall at the first hurdle. So yeah, but I think it's very exciting. I'm, I've just been thinking now. Like, imagine it just goes as big as like Sospan Bach or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine! <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Did I just squeal? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, that's amazing. That is brilliant, guys. That's yeah, so cool. thank you very much for getting back to us, Bronwyn. And we hope we can do something because that would be pretty awesome. Really cool. Is, yeah, is anyone else? Bruno, Bronwyn. Don't yeah. let me down. No one hit wonders. Come on now. Um, has anyone else had any messages or anything through socials? I've had. Got a few questions, yeah. Yeah. Decent one for you, yeah, Phil. Oh. So I had a 
just read a question that's come through Twitter. It says, off Nick, is there any reason why we can't have GB pathways into a GB professional game for the women instead of separate nations, mm. one organizing body to even the playing field? Would this help? Could make the six, six nations more interesting and competitive. I'm going to put myself out of this. I like to stay in my own lane. I, only, I think this is related to the sevens. So I'm going to not really comment on the sevens. I don't know enough. So I'll fling that one over to Phil. Is there any reason why we can't have GB pathways into a GB professional game for the women? There's not, but I do think then we're going to miss out on opportunities to develop other nations and more players. I know at the moment, like, you know, England sevens and Wales sevens could not be further apart. You think they're far apart in union. They are miles apart in sevens. But flashback a few years, you know, leading up to the comms, we had a senior sevens team. We had a Welsh under 18 sevens team. They went to the junior Commonwealth Games and won a medal, our Welsh under 18s. Mm. So we've got enough talent. I know you can't see at the moment, but we have got enough talent there to warrant our own national teams. Now, whether there was some way of having our national teams still competing in Rugby Europe, which is currently where they do, it's kind of like the league below the World Series, the Rugby Europe. That's where Scotland play and that's where Wales play. Um, Ireland, obviously, separate. They're on the World Series. If they could still play in that, but if they're super good... They could then go up to maybe GB on the World Series, then yes, I would be open to that. But still, you've got the argument then of with the Welsh team, they're going to lose all their best players. Are they then going to continue to be competitive in Europe? I don't know. I just don't like the idea of only developing a handful of players, which is what it would be to go through to the GB sevens. Yeah, I guess you'd have to argue then, though, it all comes back to coaching and you'd have to have then a committed full-time coach for your Welsh Sevens rather than having a coach to job share between the 15s and Sevens, isn't it? Yes. Which And develop the pool of girls that you have so they're just committed to Sevens rather than floating in between the two. Yes, 100%. I never liked players crossing over. And people will go, oh, yeah, but look at New Zealand, they cross over. I hate it when people compare us to other nations or any nation. We are our own entity and we are a very, very different setup in so many different ways to New Zealand. In Wales, I think we should have completely separate players. We were our most successful with the sevens when we did have that. uh, 2017, you were separate. You were either 15s or sevens. They didn't bring you together. In fact, that's when I played with Jody for Samurai um, in Dubai. We were like, yeah, you won it, didn't you? Yeah, we won it. We were like, basically, they called it like a Welsh development side, but there were no girls who were like the core 15s players in that. It was almost like a development team, but you had a fully committed, no one having to juggle anything else. It was 100% sevens, and we did win that, and we went on to win quite a few other ones. And then as we got close to the Commonwealth Games, you know, your bigger names were being brought in. But oh, I remember we were in Brisbane, uh, 2018, played a whole sevens tournament, flew back to Cardiff on the Wednesday. And then on the Saturday, Seanid Harris and Eleanor Snowsill played for Wales against England um, at Stoop. Now, incredible achievement to be able to do that. But you cannot tell me they were in peak condition to play that 15s game. And no girl's going to turn around and go, no, I don't want to represent my country. And I think Sean Ed might have even got her 50th then 
Oh, yeah, she did. It was definitely a way. You know, amazing opportunity. And no player is ever going to turn around and go, no, I'm, you know, I'm not quite ready, but I'm sorry. I don't personally think they should have played that. I don't think they would have been able to have given the true reflection of how amazing those two players are. They were juggling. And I think that's wrong. And I think you should be either 15s or 7s. And they got tonked in that game anyway, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't want to finish on that bit. But yeah. Tonked is an official term, Philippa. If you can use that in your commentary, which from five <laughs> forward, please. Uh, <laughs> you're getting tonked by you. Okay, yeah. all right. So I hope right. that's answered. Who was that from, sorry? That was Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick on Twitter. Kind of answered your question, Nick. I love GB coming together, but I would prefer to just see it for the Olympics and to strengthen our own nations individually. Yeah. God, we've got so many questions, guys. This is great. Mm. Yeah, I've had a few through Instagram today. Amazing. God, you mm. Mostly we'll like, um, yeah, they're like discussion points mostly. I'll start off with the one from Nat then. She's asked if we could start to discuss uh, about the standard of referees Welsh women's rugby gets left with. Ooh, that's strong. Um, that's a big one. That is a big one, and I need—I don't know. I think we should be careful of, of sweeping statements because I can't personally say I've seen every referee who refs every game in Wales, and I'm sure there are some great ones, and I'm sure there are some ones that are learning, and I'm sure, like in every career, there are some people who possibly aren't good enough to be there. But I think we need to be careful there on applying a, a general view to all of them. Mm. That would be my point. So I'm guessing this comes off the back of an issue then. Does it load? Does it go into any more detail? It doesn't. It was just um, what was popped up when I put the question up on Instagram. What would you like covered on the pod? Okay. And that's what was fitted into the box. Okay. Well, but like from was... personal experience, you can say that you've had really good ones, mediocre ones and yeah. awful ones. But they're on the ladder, aren't they? So... Yeah. How, where, who are we to judge? Yes. The mm. referees, depending on what journey they are. Yeah. But you definitely enjoyed the game more if you had a decent ref. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There was uh, the last game I went to see was down upon a clean against Gwynevred and he had an issue. With, I think, believe it was the same ref week after week. And um, there was this recurring issue about how he spoke to the girls and how patronising he was. And there was a lot... Of, let's be honest, we never all agree with the ref, but there was a lot of issues with some of the calls that he was making. So um, this isn't an isolated incident, I don't think. But yeah, it is a bit of a generalising issue, like Phil said. I think it's so. something that we should like dedicate the pod to. So referee and get the referee on, speak to them. We could like discuss new laws coming in this year and as well see if they've ever been attached to the women's game, how they've found it, you know, mm-hmm. How does it you know differ from women's rugby to men's rugby, and whether he or she prefers whichever mm. side? Because I can also think of t- like two or three really good refs who pref- I think prefer the women's game. Yeah. So yeah, don't want to generalise too much, but you know, there's always been issues, and there always will be issues with referees, aren't there? Yeah. Shout out now, any referees out there? Anyone know any referees? Please get in touch. We'd love to. We'd love to speak to you. Well, are we going to be honest on this pod then, girls? Because we have reached out and it's become apparent that they can't come on the pod the along with players. Reason. We've asked players to come on the pod and they'd love to. They're unable to. And now it's trickling through coaches and referees. So 
hey, let's be honest, right? At the beginning, before we started this, Phil put his hands up and said, girls, I think we should contact the WIU and say, we're going to do this and we're doing it for this purpose. We want to be positive. And I don't want to speak for you, Phil, but you had a good response, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm. So quite we thought that they maybe <laughs> play ball and, and be on, on side. Like, this is an excellent platform for us to work with the WRU to read the profile of the game and, and get lots of good stories out there. But unfortunately, it's not currently going that way. So as much as we would love to get a referee on, we can't. Any <laughs> anonymous we'll referees want to come on? We can like distort <laughs> their voice and stuff. <laughs> so I've got another question off Fatty T on Twitter. <laughs> I love that. So just scoping through now. And so midweek, we want to add some more positivity to your news feed. So we put out a tweet saying, let us know who your favourite Welsh women players uh, ever have been. So we had some great responses to that. Um, Gemma. And then... <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Fatty turned the question back on us, actually, and asked who is the best 15, uh, I guess, players to have ever played for Wales since women's internationals begin. Oh, that's a big one. That's I feel... a hard, hard question. Yeah, that is a really that's hard question. question. And you know you're going to pee, pee off some mates as well. So <laughs> I don't like doing that one. I prefer to just... Let's narrow the question player. down just because yeah. that would take so long to answer. Okay, who? Yeah. If you had to do an, an all forever um, women's 15, who was the absolute definite person you would have in that team? Oh, okay, nice. First mm. on the paper. First on the paper. Um, I'll go first because go it's, it's super easy to me and I, she's not a close friend to mine so you can't say there's any bias here but uh, she's a full back she's only about four foot um, but we were defending our own try line and she smashed oh, yeah. Maggie Alfonsi back at least 10 metres mm-hmm. drum roll blah, 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 blah. Rosie Fletcher Rosie Fletcher yeah I knew you were going to say that yeah. And just she was just solid in my eyes. And, you know, she had that flair and attack as well. She's fearless when she in defence, Rosie. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, injury, lifestyle, yeah. not lifestyle, career goals got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. She was so the your first one down on pitch. wasn't she? Like, literally never said a word. I actually don't think I remember her saying much at all. She just kept herself to herself, I think. Yeah. And she worked ridiculous hours so yeah. she took on night shift so she could commit to the training in the days then on the weekends yeah. so she used to work in the Port Albert Steelworks didn't she so she'd come yes. straight from a night shift and she'd oh. be covered in yes. soot or whatever like panda, it was didn't she yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my but God. you know that just shows the commitment that she had for it and mm-hmm. you know you can only take that so far mm-hmm. I guess but she was outstanding yeah she was I remember so, coming across Rosie Fletcher for the first time when Treacle and I were coaches for the Welsh Colleges National Squad and oh, yeah. we had to go up to Bath for the um, you know national championship which we won six times in a row gold medalist <laughs> just for that in there but Rosie was the um, like standout player that first season mm. um, I knew she was on to big things and there she just walked into the national squad after that nothing to do with me and Treacle's we were just shouted from the sideline, but, <laughs> you know, what an incredible team that was. Yeah, Karen Lake and AD Tavener. Okay, we talk about, like, yeah. you know, this, how good this team could have been or yeah. should have been if the pathways in place. What an incredible team that was. Well, oh, my God. You was... had, like, Charlie Murray, Alex Stokes, mm. Natalie Watkins. Yeah. Wow. Flip-flop. Flip-flop. No way. Yeah. Philippo. 
Yeah. Uh, 12. Oh, can you imagine now if she was still playing? Like, what would she be now? Late 20s? Maybe? Uh, yeah, mid to late. Mid to late, yeah. Where's the pass? Oh, all when she came in it's under a belt. When she came into the squad, she wasn't 18, was she? She had her 18th That's birthday when we were, when we like in France or Italy or something. She had yeah, 18th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have to wait until that for her to play. Was it something like that? Was there some kind of rule? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't remember. Or, but that's another thing, sure. isn't it? Is retention of players. You know, it's bringing them through, but then it's facilitating an environment where it's not as ridiculously difficult as it is to juggle rugby and life and mm. lose players. If we're mm. bringing them through, amazing. You think of all those girls that came through under 20s and how many actually were able to, to stick around. And it's not for, the, for them not wanting to. It's the sad choice of, do I want a mortgage or do I want to play rugby for Wales? And they yeah. have to make that decision, you know? This is why my latest rant on Twitter is about um, the Welsh <laughs> Rugby Players rant. Association. And we don't, you know, it's, even though the women are in the constitution, because they're not pro, they don't actually have to support them. And it's not just about life after rugby. It's like, you know, it helps with mental health. It helps with balance and things. It helps with if they're struggling in one aspect of their life. Because you can't be, an, you know, a fully committed international success if one other part of your life is suffering. Mm -hmm. So that's what the Players Association is all about, right? Wrapping that support around them. So, you know, my latest rant on Twitter now is why I'm... <laughs> Why haven't we got a female one of them? We could have helped so many of these women. You know, even the women's left now and are still struggling. You know, we all know of some that are struggling right now. You know, where's the support from? We've got to wrap around. Mm -hmm. These are our international athletes. Mm. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's a, that's a story for another part. I was going to say, anyway, that's another part. Okay. Should we go back to the question? <laughs> yeah, sorry, diverted massively. Go on, Gem, you name yours. Because I've actually, I've got two, and depending on which way you go, I'm going to narrow it down then. Okay, gosh, I think I'm going to go, I, oh, gosh, I need to throw it back. I think I'll probably go, oh, torn between Mel Berry and Jamie Kift. Oh, great oh, wow. Let me yeah. take mine back. Let me take mine back. <laughs> <laughs> so but then you've got, like, Catherine Edwards, and then you've got um, Kylie. Um, gosh. Right, slow down because so we need hard. to give context. I can't yeah. give context to all these people. So Jamie Clifton yes. hooker, but to look at her, you'd say she'd more shape of a flanker, but would hold herself incredibly well in the front row. Mm. Then you've got Mel Berry, former captain for Wales, who was on the flank. Catherine Evans, Catherine uh, Ed Edwards, legendary front row prop. The only prop I've seen play as well at 15s as she does at touch rugby. And sevens. I actually played in a sevens tournament. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's going to love that. She was incredible. And uh, bulldogs. She's pretty good at bulldogs as she's well. She's pretty good at bulldogs. And <laughs> 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 Any game we play, we nail it. Kylie, uh, number eight, also former captain for Wales. Please don't yeah. say any more now because I'm, I'm, I'm not Wikipedia here, all right? Let's just yeah. give, you, give you a guess now. This is why this question's so hard. It is so hard. And this is, you wanted to answer it. I know. I apologize. But everyone's, everyone listening now is going, oh, yeah, what would I put? What would I put? Yeah. But I started before you guys. So I got a bit more of a talent pool to choose from as well. It's even harder. Phil, you're lost in thought. Who are you going to go with? I know. Well, you've actually already mentioned one that I was toying with. 
And I think I'm actually going to say, because I'm not going to do Wikipedia and rile off a load of names. I could, there have been many brilliant women, but I have to say for all round game, but also just genuine. If you are thinking about a team and you're not only just thinking about skill set, which obviously is incredibly important, but what are they like off the field? How much of a good team player are they going to be? Then it has to be Catherine Edwards. 100%. She was always the person I feared tackling. And I would actually put myself with her purposely just because I'm like, please help me. How the, do I tackle you? But she'd be so amazing. She'd be, she would talk me through it. And after each time, she'd be like, no, try this. And I find it really hard when people do this. So try that. And, and then off the field, I mean, you can't say enough nice things about the woman, can you? No. She's so oh, lovely. She is 100% selfless and all about the team. But my days, can she play? Listeners, what you can't see right now is that Laurie's having a proper little like giggle, so happy, so much joy in Laurie's face that we posted at Catherine Edwards. Are you a number one fan, Lo? I am. Oh, because you've made me a little bit emotional because I love her so much. She is the <laughs> nicest human around. Yeah, her and Treacle, Jennifer Davis, I owe everything to them. They're just so nice and you can't. You, you can't say anything about nice people, can you? Mm-hmm. And it just helps that they were really good at rugby as well. Yeah, they were amazing. Both of them. So, yeah. Okay, so, Jem, are you going to nail down one to add? So, we've got Rosie Fletcher, Catherine Edwards. I'm going to go Gifty. Jamie Clift. Jamie Clift. Very good shout. Yeah, very good shout. And another one of those, great to be on your team. Hate playing against them. Mm. Gnarly. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's a mark of a good player. <laughs> no, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I've got another question we need to ask. Oh, another one. Okay. Mm. It's been brought us to us before. I don't think we've had time in the past. Okay, so I got another question coming through Twitter. Um, it, he says to us, you've spoken a lot around the elite pathway and the higher division teams, but without a solid foundation, the whole community game, there won't be the players to go to the elite level. I agree. I don't think that's a question. That's more of a statement I agree with. So he says, two big issues. Firstly, some results from this season. So we have 103 to 10, and 96 to 7, 85 nil, 50, 15, 78, 5, 82, 0, 77, 0. So he's going on basically about the, the massive disparity between yeah. successful teams hammering maybe less successful teams, yeah. and which is worrying. Uh, I think he wants us to discuss that. But also, the second part of his question is, I have players joining the club because they have tried to get into other clubs closer to home, but they're saying because they lack experience, they're not allowed to join. Oh. So, Can I, who was oh, that? Wow. Because oh, I've had one very similar, so I don't want to double up. I think it might be the same one, Phil. I think this Ollie. Yes. Okay, so Ollie is the yeah. coach of Whitchurch Rugby Club, which is women's rugby club. Yeah, he messaged mm. me as well. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the first part of the question, these massive cricket scores. Mm, mm. Um, and he leads so there's been a couple in England as well yeah, so has... no team will gain anything from winning or losing with these types of score lines I think it's more of a discussion point than a question he's got anybody want to say anything on that they are massive score lines they are massive score lines but what do you do take the teams out mm. and have no one to play against how are they going to get better well that's what's been discussed in the English Premiership at the moment isn't it with Durham Sharks yeah, so they've just come off a hundred and five nil. Is it yeah. hundred and five? So the MP maybe have been beaten. What well, we now into the third round, and they have been beaten every single week. 
by hefty, hefty amounts. And yeah, for, you know, the premiership that is boasting itself to be one of the best in the world, obviously it doesn't look good, like you said. And, um, and more, more so it's, it's not it's obviously not enjoyable for those players either. So yeah, Saracens put 75 points on them. And then Bristol Bears most recently put 115 on them. Mm. I mean, mm. how many points is that a minute? How many tries is that? Like, are you even resetting? That's insane. Oof. You do the math, Bill. I can't count that. Uh, it, you know, it's happening here in Wales as well. And you're really unsure what to say to these clubs because us as supporters we're just so glad to finally see the girls back playing yes you don't really want to rock the boat too much no. and say hey we need to shift around here again yeah but the, the, with the structure the way it is at the moment it's not very clear to me anyway how many games they're having and how much yeah. you know input and feedback they're getting from the games before they go to a next one mm. for well, it then just to end because they only play each other like a couple of times anyway don't they I think what's worth noting is this is a little transitional journey, right? From playing no rugby at all to this isn't like proper league. We're not back to the old premiership and championship structure. This is getting people playing close by. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's from the next step. It's about participation, not so much competition right now. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That's my interpretation of what this new structure is right now. It's a short interim kind of league where people can just get playing with people close by. Mm-hmm. so I don't think we need to read too much into it let's just play yes. if you take a hammer in you take a hammer in mm-hmm. stay with it keep playing keep learning mm-hmm. just get game time under your belt because things will get better mm-hmm. hopefully and you will then enter a league or competition that's maybe we're competing with people more of that standard that you're at and then we can have that um, you know that domestic competition where we can go up and down the leagues relegation and, and winning mm-hmm. and things so my answer to that is, yeah, nobody wants to see these scores, but also we've just got to play, yeah. find out where we are, restructure the leagues and go from there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, and as for players joining the club, I mean, if this is what you're hearing, then that's disappointing. But, you know, what I'm seeing is people are putting up tweets and in Instagram posts saying, you know, all players welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, players of all ability, come make new friends, get fit, play rugby, blah, blah, blah. So... You know, I hope that any team out there would welcome anybody that turned up for a training opportunity. And I, I haven't seen any different to that. But obviously, this is the concern of Ollie's. So let's address it. Do you want to end on a negative one, though, Phil? So <clears throat> anybody got anything else? Not in regards to questions, but I've got a bit of uh, news. There has been an amendment, another amendment, to uh, one of the rugby laws. It's a bit nerdy, but well, it's going to be quite important because it's referring to how you score a try. Oh. So, it, it, I'm glad it's not the scrum because Lori be having a fit if they change anything <laughs> for the scrum. <laughs> so it's an amendment to law 21B, uh, which obviously you know. And uh, <laughs> no respect. No idea what 21B is. <laughs> Neither did I, don't worry. Uh, so uh, it's about grounding the ball, basically. And they're taking away the element of being in control. So you know there's many a time when a player maybe dives forward and they've got the ball in two hands, but maybe the ball just slips away a little bit and the fingertips are on it and it's grounded, but they say that because you haven't got hold of the ball, you're not in control of that ball. So then it's a no try. 
they're actually taking that away. So the new law is the goal can be grounded in the in-goal area by pressing down on with hand or hands, arm or arms, or the front of the player's body from the waist to the neck. So the way that I kind of understand this is imagine you've got your pick and goes forward carry. So it's low on the body. They dive over or flop. And as in the process of diving, <laughs> the ball maybe comes a little loose, okay? But it goes backwards and then they fall on it, okay? So they're grounding it above the waist, let's say with their, their stomach. Now, traditionally, that would be not in control, no try. This no try. would now be a try. So we're back to the days of, have we got downward pressure? Yes, try. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically taking away the element of, are they in control? Yeah, so it's supposed so, to be making the, the decision around the scoring the try easier. So we haven't got these like six minutes delay where the TMO is looking at all these different points. So now we're just looking, yes. have they got downward pressure? Yes, fight, try. Yeah. Gosh, Laurie, you would have scored so many more in M days. <laughs> hey, <laughs> With that was quite beautiful. I never lost control. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about this one either. No, oh, <laughs> but it's just going to cause that, like, you know, it's going to put doubt in the referee's head, I think. And like one decision, he could say, yeah, try to the next one. Then he'd be like, oh, not enough evidence to say there was downward pressure or whatever. Or did you lose it completely? Or well, literally. And also, why is it from the waist up then? If you're just telling me you can flop on it, why can't someone just like fall over and it be their leg or something on it? I try. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, try. Sure, I'm not sure anyone would really come in legs first like that, trying to score a try. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I saw a few from the weekend, to be honest. Um, no, I do like it. I was only messing because um, everybody likes to see a try, and if it yeah. gets us to that decision quicker, mm -hmm. then I'll be it, isn't it? Nice. Yeah, it's just for the forwards, really. It took that little six minute uh, breather, wasn't it, before they had to run back halfway? <laughs> Right, I think it's time for my positivity. Positive vibes, positive vibes. Jingle, 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 jingle. jingle, jingle. jingle. <laughs> okay, this week's positivity is Jasmine Joyce, Canada Sevens. Oh mm. my days this girl is getting better she is seriously getting better i mean just unbelievable congratulations to gb they won canada sevens in what was known as the fast four tournament so not your typical uh, sevens tournament but due to covid everything else rah, rah, rah. they managed to get four teams there that was usa canada mexico gb gb annihilated everyone and jasmine joyce is the person Everyone is talking about it's insane. Did you guys manage to catch any of the games? Oh, yeah, I was like top soccer, <laughs> and I was all over Instagram with my support as well. But yeah. it just made me so happy that one, she performed really well, mm -hmm. two, you've said it, she just seems to be getting better, yeah. and three, she's Welsh. I yeah. love it, and as well, it's it put the highlight now on what's going to happen to Jazz following GB. She is having the biggest influence right now. It doesn't matter about these like 200 odd signatures, this open letter, you know, the 
the news we've got around that, it doesn't matter. Like, there is nobody making the impact that Jazz is making. And people are asking questions. What's going to happen to her now? People genuinely care. Yeah. And, you know, fair play to her. She's doing more for Welsh rugby than anybody else right now. She's certainly I was, flag, sure. Sorry, I was loving the tweet uh, from the Irish pod you were uh, Twitter account you were sp- speaking about last week. They yeah. it was her um little status she put up about how she's loved her time but now unfortunately she has to go back to um you know working full time. They've come out and said in all support of jazz but it's you know common story for everyone. So you know other nations are picking up for it and he was in jazz as our mm-hmm. star of the show. Yeah, for yeah. anyone didn't see that, and her Twitter handle is at Joyce underscore jazz. It says, I love being part of Great Britain and playing on the World Series, but unfortunately, after the Dubai in December, it will go back to England, meaning I will no longer be living the dream as a full-time rugby player, but balancing both a full-time job and rugby. And her hashtag, player of the final. That's a mic drop in there. That is a mic drop. Mic drop. That has had over 100 retweets, 50-odd replies, um, 1,400 likes and going up as we speak. Yeah, and it's picked up by Wheels Online and BBC Sport and, yeah. Yeah, which they linked into um, the announcement from the WRU chair. Did you guys see, see that about the annual report from the WRU? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, WRU chairman Rob Butcher um, used the address of his annual report to, quote unquote, insist improvements will be made and errors will be rectified in regards to, uh, to moving forward with the women's game. They say, we know there have been mistakes, but we are about setting them right. Mm. I'm, I'm fair play. Rob was in the room. You know, when I said my former players went to meet at the at the WRU, met with the the CEO and Rob was in the room as well, mm-hmm. and he I think he was genuinely shocked when we broke it down to him the actual situation. I think he was genuinely shocked, mm-hmm. and he looked like he genuinely cared. Um, yes. Yeah, and things like this and Jazz's story just highlights him more. I think he's genuine, and I really hope that those words in the animal report come to fruition. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Because you just know there are, you know, mini jazzes about to come through. So many. And we just mm-hmm. want somewhere for them to, you know, a stage for them to play on. Yeah. Speaking of which, some more news dropped this week. And jazz started at Scarlet's, right? Scarlet's under 18s are coming back. Woohoo! Amazing. Woo-hoo! We have like one regional pathway that's been <laughs> announced. Um, I do know, though, the other regions that are just ironing out is coming. Oh, um, with support from the WRU, so it's not them going rogue. It's it's a united kind of under 18s program that's coming back. It's just a matter of time till they all drop the news. I think so. Um, we've gone early. We've gone first. <laughs> it is coming. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think credit goes to the people working behind the scenes. Um, a lot of people have been working hard to get this off the ground. So you know, it's not on the back of our campaign or anything. But it's on the back of the coaches and that they've constantly pushed for the regional setup for the women. So, oh, that is amazing. That is so good. That's brilliant. I can't wait. I can't wait to see girls playing again at a competitive level. That's quite a bit of good news, right? I'm going to keep going. The skills development centres. Yeah. You heard that news drop this week? No. 
No. I know the WIU said that they were going to do talent IDs, didn't they, and these various skill centres, but they didn't commit to where or when. They've committed. Brilliant. They've committed. Okay. Well, yeah. It's all on community.wiu.wales. So there's a sign-up form. All the regions are doing them from under 12. Wow. To under 18s. And... Again, John, the community director, said this is hugely encouraging as we look to increase opportunities, not only for our female players, but also female coaches, referees mm. and volunteers. The Skills Lovely. Development Centre run by the WRU and the regional coaches. So this is our pathway, right? Let's get more girls down to these skills centres and then into these under-18 region teams. This yeah. is looking really good, guys. So, yeah, Very good. more exciting pathway news. Oh, WRU. There we go. Credit where it's due. So you can sign up right now. Anybody that's listening is under 18 or have uh, people at home who are under 18. You can sign up online for Dragons, RGC, Scarlet, Ospreys, Cardiff North and Cardiff South. And it's looking like it could be a weekly session. Oh, lovely. Wow. Imagine that. That's great news. Just need something in the senior um, category now. <laughs> Wait for all these under 18 to turn. Yeah. Uh, By yeah. episode 10, the seniors will have caught up. <laughs> this is good, though. Brilliant. In comparison, when you think about what we were talking about in episode one, to be able to just be saying that by episode six, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. You know? Really good. Talking of good news. Um, so I've heard some rumours that some girls have already been called up to the national yeah. programme off that talent ID date. Uh, yeah, so I have heard through the grapevine that at least seven girls have been invited up to the squad wow. uh, following their um, endeavours the, in their talent ID. Amazing. Um, so you know massive congratulations to those girls and like a huge thank you as well for the turnout that they had because I thought I think they had about 40 girls there awesome. if not if not more and I think it was delivered by four coaches so I don't know whether it was like a Ron Robin or whatever um, or Carousel sorry for them to go around in, uh, in different bits uh, but yeah seven girls from there seven new fresh faces to the squad amazing it's exciting, isn't it? So I am hoping Bangor will have the same result. <clears throat> well, yeah, our very own Jess, Jess Kavanagh is uh, heading on to that one, isn't she? But yeah, we um, it's, it's just still disappointing slightly that there were only two talent ID days. So I wonder if there will be any, you know, an, a further opportunity for girls to attend any more of those, if any are put on. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just a short-term goal, really, to feed the squad with new blood before the autumn games. Mm-hmm. Well, again, shout out. If anyone knows who they are, um, please let us know so we can congratulate them. Um, they won't be allowed on the pod. It'll be... So like, we can speak to them while we still can. Well, you can just imagine, can't you? Look, at the front door of the veil, like, hello, come on in, do not talk to the pod. Hello, come on in, do not talk to the pod. Hello. <laughs> Here's a playbook, do not talk to the pod. Um, uh, I, I did see uh, Lampeter ladies did uh, share a little story on their Instagram. So one of their girls, Shan Davis, oh, um, the club did a nice little post for her and uh, congratulated her. So, you know, she looks very young. So that's, that's good for us, isn't it? And hopefully she'll be around for a few years uh, in the squad if she, if she likes it, enjoys and plays at a, at a good standard. So mm. 
well done to Sean Davis. And yeah, like Phil has said, please get in touch so we can give you a cheeky shout out. Yes. Mm. Nice. One more girls exposed to this level, right? So mm-hmm. things are looking good. There's some movement going on. Mm-hmm. Also in the annual report that was dropped today was a comment. Um, I haven't seen this out, um, any kind of word on this from the squad or anybody related to the squad, but apparently what it says, our senior women's team has been in transition with caretaker coaches, Chris Horseman and Darren Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of that kind of out there until this report dropped today. So I guess those guys are the ones calling the shots now. Mm. If they were at the Talent ID Day, we don't know. Mm. But and they know, did say are they the ones that's going to be selecting the squad? Well, they did say on the report that obviously finding a new coach is kind of their priority. Um, so I guess they will be until they find yeah. the right person, a new coach. Mm. But we know they're headhunting an experienced coach. We know that much. Didn't you say at the beginning of the pod you've been headhunted? Oh, yeah, and she didn't actually divulge, no, did she? she didn't. Hang on. Yeah, well, I can't see tonight until I sign Working for the WRU. She's still <laughs> on the pod. Absolutely not. She's still on the pod, actually. Oh, so that's right. No, no, we can't be her. Can't be her. <laughs> no, nothing to do with rugby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, World Cup qualifiers. Round one, we had our shock results. And Ireland being bitter, beaten, not bitten, might be a... It's hot out there. That's a whole other story, Val. That's a whole other story. Um, But in round two, um, oh my days, everyone turned it around. Ireland 15, Italy 7, Scotland 27, Spain 22. So did we all get our predictions wrong here? Uh, I was wrong. wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bill, you earned your money this week. Yeah, brilliant. Um, But isn't it nice to be proven wrong? Because let's be honest, we, you know, we didn't see much from Ireland, but they massively, in round one, they massively turned it on in round two, um, completely stifled Italy's game. They didn't get any momentum. They were, um, Ireland were really gnarly at the ruck situation, were very clever, put someone in at the right time, slowed Italy's ball down. And they just, they were trying to play from everywhere. They would not kick. They were constantly trying to play out of their 22. Um, in fairness, one try Italy did score was on a counter-attack and it is beautiful. So if anyone hasn't mm. seen it, please go onto YouTube. You can just watch the highlights. Um, they do score a fantastic try, but still, Ireland came out the better. Did you guys catch any of that game? No. Yeah, me and Nanny June watched it. Look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Parsons' try was pretty immense for Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah, Vivian Parsons, mm. uh, 11 for Ireland is insane. She's really, really good. Uh, I cannot wait to see how she goes in the World Cup. We get to see a bit more of her. Really Oh, big, bold claims, are you saying? I it know. It comes down to Ireland, Scotland, right? Yes. Yeah. So round three is opening game, 2pm our time, Italy, Spain, and then followed by Ireland, Scotland. And if Ireland continue the way that they played, I think that they will win over Scotland. I think they've just got a little bit more uh, physicality about them and a little bit more um, experience at the, at the breakdown, which I, I think will hinder Scotland. Um, Do their backs like each other? Uh, the Scottish backs did start to warm to one another, actually. Saying that, I definitely feel they are warming. Um, a little bit more. How do you do? A little bit more. Hey, they, no, it was four tries scored. 
Um, a few in the backs. Yes, they're definitely warming to one another. They were moving the ball around really, really nicely. Uh, Lisa Thompson, who's their centre, scored yeah. a beautiful second try really quick. They just scored the first try, come back. Um, they got kicked to receive and she caught it on the full, like sevens-esque, caught it on the full, gassed around the, around the players, um, released Megan Gaffney, the winger, beautiful mm. try. So yes, they are, they are warming to one another. I feel maybe they're having a bit of a, a holiday romance, you know? <laughs> that's actually probably <laughs> not the terminology to, yeah, to no, use, is that's it? That's a whole no, other tall They're story. having... <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely looking like a more cohesive unit, but I just think Ireland are going to have too much for them. But it comes down to like the enormousness, is that a word? Enormity of the occasion, right? Because it's absolutely do or die for all four teams. But because Ireland are playing second, they'll have a better understanding of what they need to do. And and so will Scotland. So it's just going to be fierce, right? You've got to go all out. You've got to win with a bonus point. You've got to win with a bonus point. And then it could even come down to points for and against. So you literally yeah. have to go all out, score as much as you can. But you know what? That's the tricky thing, though, isn't it? Because how often have we seen teams that when they do go all out and they go for those high scoring games, quite often you'll find they'll concede a few as well. Mm-hmm. Very rarely, you know, do you get that golden game of, oh yeah, we've, we've put 30 or 40 points on it and they haven't scored anything against us when yeah. they're playing a, a good team. So that's also you know, could become something I have to be aware of. It's keeping so leadership is going to be crucial, right? And yeah. um, experience. Yeah. And because of that, I think I'm going to go Scotland. Uh, sorry. Oh. And because of that, I think I'm going to go Ireland for that game. Yes. I'm with you on this one, Phil. Yeah. Yes, pressure. I'm going to go Ireland as well, especially now they're coming off the back of a win. Mm-hmm. But mm. that's why it's so difficult for me to, to decide between the others, between Italy and Spain, because... Yeah. Italy now are coming off from a loss mm-hmm. and typically once Italy lose, they'll lose again. Mm. But it's against, it's against Spain. So, you know, they're quite similar in terms of pace. Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. It's just, well, I do think Italy will just have that, you know, more of an element of experience and leadership perhaps. Mm-hmm. And we know what Italy's open game is like, inside runners, outside runners, you know, the offloading game, that could be the crucial difference, isn't it? If they can get, if they can win fast ball, yes. I think Italy will, will do well. 100%. But that is the one thing that Spain did very well against Ireland in round one was mess up their kill the game, slow them down, kill the game. So if they mm. can do that again, they could be in it, which would be another shock. But hey, we've had we've had plenty of shocks in this tournament, so... What's to say we're not going to see another one? Okay, enough oohs and ahs. Always saying I'm gonna. We'll go Ireland and then I'll go Italy. Phil, um, exactly the same. Yep, Ireland, Italy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Italy and Ireland though, because that's the time they play in. Uh, <laughs> more accurate. Oh, you're one of those, you. Oh. <laughs> and also, just a little nod to Sarah Baratin, the number nine for Italy, got mm. hundredth cap. The first yeah. woman in Italian rugby to get it. And she joins the very elite club of only eight other women in the world who have 100 caps for a bonus prize. Can oh, you name oh. those eight women? Rocky. Yes. Louise. Louise Rickard. Yes. Rickard. Welsh, former Welsh winger. Thank you. We have one. Yeah. First to get to the 100 as well out of oh, anyone in the it. Welsh game. Great. Yes. Okay. Who else? Oh, there's a Kiwi in it. 
it's not. It's not. There's four English and one Scottish. Scottish? No, Phil, you won the pub quiz. Yeah. Donna. Oh, Donna Kennedy. Yes, Donna Kennedy yeah. for Scotland. And come on with the England ones. Oh, Katie Emily, McLean. Katie, da- Katie Daly McLean, yeah. Got in there. And she got to well, 200, yes, is she? No, two other former no. captains. Oh, um, Sarah Hunter. Yep. No, is she? Yeah. Sorry, I should say current captain, Sarah Hunter. Okay. Yep. And one other former captain. Oh, second row, Tamara Taylor. Yes. Well done. Oh, come on. And you just got one more. Who should play for England? Yeah. Back or forward? Forward. Hooker. What number? Oh, um, it's not Amy Turner, is it? Or something like that? Amy. Amy. Garland. Garnet. Garnet. Sorry, Amy. I did know it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, guys. All right. Please do get in touch. Remember on Instagram, it is Back the Girls Podcast. On Twitter, it is Back the Girls Pod. And just because we love to keep it simple, on email, it is backthegirls.pod at hotmail.com. Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.